Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'd like to welcome you to the mothership, what we like to call the good time, that is the Sidelines WrestleManiac Saturday Night Podcast. You have the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Yes, sir. You have me, the big guy, KG. Our third guy, he's the third man, is on special assignment tonight. AKA, hey, hey, so, I think we fired him. Did we, did we get away with firing him this week? Did we get a chance to whack him? Is that what happened? Maybe well, he'll come back next week. I don't know. Wait, when he comes, we like him. And he starts claiming that contract on the table. I don't want to hear nothing. He ain't here now. He ain't here now. When you listen to this, James, you get contract deep. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was getting a little excited. That was last week's episode where we was popping off. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean that. But, uh, you know, James, use a buster. You know that. So that, that's all that matters. So instead of the dynamic trio, you have the dynamic duo. The OGs. Pretty much. Coming up on two years. Yeah, we on. just discovered that. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Two years we've been burning your ears off with wrestling knowledge at its finest. You KG are- ain't got a wrestling belt yet in two years. Goddamn uh, tragedy. I wonder how much it would be if you saved, how much you would have saved, needed to save every day throughout the course of two years to just go ahead, just buy the belt. That's like, what, pennies on a dollar? Probably so. But that- so, we need to go four years for you to be able to save up the next two years, is what you're saying. Lose change in the couch, you'll have enough, right? The money wasn't the problem. It's I would have to come stay with you. Well, shit, there'd be a party. This you gonna be mad like, when you coming home? Never. <laughs> Put your mom on the phone. Uh-huh. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of sunshine, uh, you know, in the production notes, I put down that uh, SmackDown was white hot this week. Uh, tell me, I know that you lost your, your mind and marked out for the old school uh, WWF pre-match promos from everybody that was having a, a match on the show. It almost took me back to the old Survivor Series, the old WrestleManias, the old King of the Rings where you saw everybody cut their promos before they actually had their match. I was like, oh, snap, am I watching the right year? Am I watching the right show? That, that, that's taking it back and showing the youngsters how we, how we grew up on it. Exactly. So that set the tone for SmackDown. Then from there, we left that and jumped straight into the Firefly Funhouse. So we had old school, smacked in the face with new school. And then in the midst of everybody that was catching the promos, you had AJ Styles versus Grand Metalik, which was established last week. Lacey Evans went up against Naomi. Uh, Big E had his first singles match going up against The Miz. Um, you had Nikki Cross in her title match with Bailey. Uh, you had Matt Riddle and, and Chad Gable go one-on-one. Sonya Deville popped off. I know you want to talk about that. And cut Mandy Rose's hair. I guess it was time for her to get a, a look adjustment. And then we had the main event. So before we get to the main event, and I'm not talking about the title match between Nikki Cross and Bailey. I'm talking about the real gem of uh, SmackDown this week. Let, let's, let's roll back uh, a little bit and tell me what you thought about AJ Styles and Grand Metal League and Bailey versus Alexa Bliss.
We got we got you there, KG. Yeah, you got me. Um, Bailey and Nikki Cross. Um, uh, man, they keep building me up, thinking I'm gonna get Nikki winning, and I know it's not gonna happen. So they keep me holding on. So I'm 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 kind of I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. Uh, you said AJ Styles and Grand Metal League. Yeah. Because yeah. those are the two ones that I consider truthfully match of the night. No disrespect to anybody else, Big E and Miz or uh, Chad Gable and Riddle was pretty close. But um, yeah, those, those were the two matches of the night. In my opinion. Oh, I'll give you that. I'm just, I'm sad to see Nikki keep coming up short. That's the problem for me. But it's got to well, happen. Because it's going to build up their resilience. Well, where do you see it ending then? Do you do you see her get becoming champion? Or do you think it's just about the opportunities? I see her becoming champion, but I don't see it being a, the first reign is not going to be a long reign. I see her becoming champion. WWE giving into the groundswell and the support that Naomi has and Naomi destroying her. And uh, taking I thought a, you were going to say uh, Alexa Bliss turning on her and then now, uh, beating her. Now I got something else for Alexa Bliss. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, uh-huh. I guess we can, we can talk about it now. Like I said, the main event wasn't Bailey and uh, Nikki Cross. It was The Fiend attacking the first female in The Fiend's existence on uh, WWE programming and putting a mandible claw on Alexa Bliss. So now uh, you can talk about it. See, I thought that they were going to go this way with Liv Morgan. Because you need a, you need a, a vehicle for Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. She's too talented to be sitting on the sidelines. And I, I, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you are missing a treat. Because... Every one of her picks is fire, and that's not just because I got a thing for her, but she's been my woman crush Wednesday quite a few times. Yeah. We just need her to have an established character. Right. Outside of the riots. The character that she wants to really was trying to use and personify, Alexa Bliss already had it, which was the, um, uh, oh gosh, the, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Joker and uh, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn uh, persona. Nikki, right. Cron- I mean, uh, Alexa Bliss was already doing it, so right. she can't do that. She's got to find a character. She had this thing where she was coming up. It's a picture that she had. She was coming up out of blood, and I was like, okay, she's gonna run with the fiend now. Right. She's gonna turn into Sister Abigail. I can see that. I can dig that. But now it looks like. They may run that with Alexa Bliss. Maybe. That may be the way of the thing turning her. Possibly, yeah. Because, I mean, it could be the Manable Claw this week. She could be kidnapped next week. And that's smart because that's keeping Braun Strowman off television. But then on the flip side, are we building up so much that the Fiend isn't going to take the belt from Braun Strowman? Because the only way with this buildup and him attacking Alexa Bliss and pretty much whoever else now, which will be cool, he just starts popping up again 
just uh, mandible clawing people is that you know he's he's got to become the immovable object, the unstoppable force, the no selling fiend. But in order for that to happen, Braun Strowman's got to lose. But uh, the way it's setting it up, Braun's going to do the retribution thing and then win the match. So then that means that the fiend persona is buried again and is not as effective. So they've got to watch how deep they're going to go into this with the fiend. It's good to build the heat on the fiend. It's, it's good to have Braun Strowman show back up and be fired up and want to protect the uh, bliss. But at the same time, the fiend needs to take the belt off of Strowman for reasons like you've talked about many times for other superstars is that it's going to build their character back up to lose the belt and then to gain the belt down the road. But you, you do understand why he, uh, why he attacked Alexa, Alexa Bliss, right? Yeah, because she was in the, uh, the match as the, the embodiment of Sister Abigail. Well, it's also deeper than that. That's a head, I, I'm taking that as a head game. You talk about back to the, uh, the Mixed Max Challenge? Yeah, but they also traveled on the road together. They they were car phone buddies. It was uh, Alexa Bliss. I think Emma Moon was with them. Um, and and, and Braun Strowman because when they did Table for Three, they talked about uh, Alexa Bliss always listening to to uh, Disney. Yeah, Disney Radio. Yeah, uh, uh, Braun is a, a metalhead, so. Yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. So it's it's a little. I mean, you got to peel the layers back, but it's a little deeper. But yeah. Alexa's in a relationship now, and it's not I mean, LeBron. Did you have to tell that man her in a relationship? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, talking about that is going to make it a little bit rough because now Naya's going to know that you're in a relationship with Alexa, so that may end your relationship with Naya. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm I'm polyamorous. Why do you think I'm messing with two friends? Oh, excuse me. Come on now. Excuse, yes, sir. Uh, I didn't know it was like that. I guess after two years, I should have known that they yeah, just yeah. can't keep one crush uh, for KG. Oh, He's got to be crushing on everybody. I'm poly, man, and I, I I'm not one of those. Oh yeah, I can date them, but they can't date nobody else. No, no, don't do your thing because I might not be into you today. Don't, don't have fun. So you're cool with? Them dating James is what you're saying. No, James is off limits. James is always still on my goddamn women. Okay, I'll just check it because you said you cool, they cool with it. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm just clarifying because you know James gonna hear this and he gonna think you got free reign. You gotta let him know. He jumped in. He jumped in that third chair and started scoping on my woman, man. I know, right? Straight up buster. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to smash the homie. <laughs> Shout out to Ray J. Oh shit! So, speaking of James, he kind of sparked off this conversation. Well, you and he did on Twitter. So I figured it was actually a worthwhile conversation to roll over to the production notes. So I call it our internal debate, and it revolves around y'all's girlfriend Nia Jax. Is it smart? And you can tell me if your your stance has changed or if you want to keep the same stance on the decisions that they're making. But is it smart for Nia Jax to be facing Shayna Baszler and have a program with her? Or should she be having a program 
with Asuka. So ideally, I guess the question is, is it smart to go heel versus heel or should we be doing heel versus face? So tell us again, or for the first time, what your stance is on this. Uh, I don't don't really care for her and Shayna because they're, they're... Don't take this the wrong way. And I hope if Nia listens, she doesn't take it the wrong way. Her moveset and Shayna's moveset are like oil and water. They don't blend together. If you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. But now, it, it's not good to see Nia versus Oscar. That's like, you you gotta, as much as I don't want to see it, and I love the Samoan, uh, uh, I forget what their name is, but I love her and Tamina together. But you gotta split them two up because them two need to be. That's the only other person that can go strong with Nia. But, but one thing I can say is I don't know if WWE is, is this a work or is it a shoot with the fines that Nia's getting in? And because I, I asked the question, I said, why is there so much hate for Nia? Yeah, that's what, that's what sparked it. And I'm, but I'm, I can't understand for the life of me. Everybody says, well, it's because of the rock that you got in, in WWE. And it's actually not. Well, she hurt so many people. You know how many, how many wrestlers actually hurt other wrestlers when they when they do a program together? Come on now. That happens more often than not. It, all she gotta really say when you talk about well, she hurt somebody is like, well, look what I did for Becky Lynch's career. Exactly. <laughs> hurt her, she's going through the roof. How do you like me now? Check on now, what what happened to Kyrie Sane? Was that did she really bust Kyrie Sane's head open like that? No, she's uh Kyrie, they they just wrote her off of WWE television. You know, I guess it's like the unofficial tradition that if you're leaving WWE TV, you leave it on a beatdown, unless you're a top tier superstar, then you get to go ahead and cut a goodbye promo. So when she step, she didn't really bust her head open. No, 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 no. Because I you know that 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 died down like a day after it happened. I'm like, oh, no, I thought I was saying how unsafe she was because she was supposed to do this. I mean, you so-called experts said this shit. And but, I mean, it's going to look more aggressive and it's going to look more impactful when you have somebody of Nia's size slinging around somebody's stature of uh, Kyrie Sane. That's the same thing like when we saw Rio going up against Nyla Rose. Exactly. Now, right. now that, that that's your match right there. I know it'll never happen when when you know that whole when worlds collide uh, uh promo and, 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 and that, that pay-per-view that we talked about, but Nia yeah, versus that's, Nia. that's never happening now after especially after that MJF promo. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, <laughs> that division line is is uh the Grand Canyon wide now. There's, there's no uh Hand across uh, America that's going to make them two come together for any pay-per-view. Hey, well, money has made people do more stranger things than that, so. Yeah, but that's going to take a lot of money. That's going to that's gonna be like Saudi Arabia money. When you talk the about, only way. We, we talked about it before. We've hashed it out. But when you talk about it, and you talk about... Uh, the amount of money that can be made through the pay-per-view, 
selling it, the app, um, Fight TV, whatever. Just selling the rights to it. And then doing the 24 Chronicle on it so you can see the build-up and the behind-the-scenes. Oh, yeah, like we, we know it. It's a cash cow. It can happen. It just won't. Now, I'm going to have to be like that. I mean, Truthfully, it's either going to be Saudi Arabia money or it had to be a 9-11 situation that everybody's just coming together doing a benefit for the world or something for those two promotions, AEW and WWE, to come together to have common matches, us versus you. <clears throat> Which is weird because on the same flip side, when it comes down to superheroes, we've seen several crossovers between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they've always sold well. And, and But think about it. You know what I'd actually do? What's that? I, not even 30 women. Give me a 60-woman battle royal with all, and all the ladies from AEW, WWE, and Impact. Okay. Give me all 60 of them. And I know we can get 60. And when it comes down to it, that right there. Imagine 60 women in a ring, kind of like old school Royal Rumble, where you had 30 people in the ring. Right. And you just got, you got a fight over here, a fight over there. Then you get that one that go hide under the ring apron. But instead of one, you get like five that hide under the ring apron that come out the last minute and then fight each other. It, I mean, it, it could work, but we jumping off subject because I'm in a money-making mode right now. <laughs> I can tell. So, we know James had a side, but nobody cares. So, my point, <laughs> he ain't here to defend himself, so gonna, we're going to throw him way under the bus. Way under the bus. Like, he's going to be down there with the transmission. That's how far under the bus we're going to throw him tonight. So, my point was, because remember the other side was, would it be better for her to face Oscar? And I think it, it's still good for Shayna and Nia to go one-on-one, just because there's really nobody... Well, there is somebody, but the, the, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But there's really nobody that conceptually or or power-wise, with the exception of the other person I'm going to talk about, that can have a match and really make it believable that they can hurt Nia Jax. Because everybody else's match, as we've said multiple times, I've said multiple times, when Nia goes into a match, she's in a handicap match because it's her versus the person and the post. And the mm-hmm. post is going to nullify her every single time. But at least with Shayna Baszler, the post can take a night off. She doesn't have to run into the post. She can get chopped down with some MMA kicks and elbows. And, and she can Brazilian jiu-jitsu hip toss her. Shayna Baszler can have a, a good storytelling match with Nia Jax. So she doesn't have to hold back, which we've seen a lot of uh, with Shayna holding back on some of the force that she's put in. She can get almost to the the level of snapping people over that we saw with Ronda Rousey, and Nia can take it. And then on the flip side, Shayna can take the aggressiveness of Nia Jax. So it's a win-win. You're pretty much going to get a a stiff match, but it's going to come out really well. And if they take it down to the catch-as-catch-can style uh, of wrestling, then I think that would be amazing. Now, I did talk about the exception, the other person, and that would be Bianca Belair. But Bianca is in a program with Ruby Riot, which, in my opinion, 
those two are poised to become the next tag champions. That's where I see that going. And then maybe they could do the New Day thing and have the Freebird rule with uh, Liv Morgan. And then that's how that would work out. Especially since the New Day is just down to Big E at the moment. Which is so, honestly do. Say it again. That's long overdue. Because how yeah. long have I been calling for a singles run for Big E? Yep. Because they can't, they, people, he's been with the New Day for so long and been gyrating and pancake throwing for so long that people forget about his NXT run. Mm-hmm. People forget about the five count. So just getting a reminder on how aggressive Big E can be. And we saw a glimpse of that on SmackDown, especially when he incorporated Corey Graves into the situation and was cutting a promo on Corey Graves about how he's not done and this is just the beginning. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Lee pop back up. I know it won't happen, but uh, (laughs) as his manager, let's take it real old school. We can't turn him heel and put him with Dolph, but then again, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because Dolph Ziggler could get in his ear. Hey, remember when I, I, I helped you out and got you started? I need you to come and have a great match with Drew McIntyre. That could be a, a backdoor parlay to, to try to get the aggressiveness of uh, Big E back in play. Non-title? I think Big E could take it. Well, yeah. He probably would take the win. But straight up, regular title, Big E could take him. Yeah, I think so. It would be. I think now that that's the main event. That if you put that on TV, to quote a famous uh, uh, announcer, that's gonna put asses in the seats. Oh yeah, all day long. So it's gonna be interesting to see. We kind of jumped around a little bit on what we were supposed to be talking about, but it's gonna be interesting still to keep a, a critical eye on what's gonna happen with Nia and Shayna. They could visit out and just have them go their separate ways like normal. So that way you're not having heel versus heel and then have Nia go after Oscar since Kyrie is gone or go for, go after Liv Morgan. But again, or actually, or just beat down Natalia again. But uh, you're not getting anything out of it. But wait, so, if she beats down Natalia, that's legit heat. They don't get along. Well, if you're watching Total Divas, but uh, <laughs> they, they, they get along. It's just on Total Divas, you know, that, that was some some history there. But there's not too many people for Nia to go up against. And, and that's the problem that they have until they bring people like Raquel Gonzalez uh, and other larger stature people up there to really give her the opportunity to work a match and show that she can wrestle. Because if she's wrestling somebody on her own size, shape, weight, then you can see a better match. And we see that all the time when you have a cruiserweight going up against a heavyweight versus a cruiserweight going up against a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight's always going to shine when they're going up against somebody that can actually get their movesets and expand upon their moveset versus them just getting pounced by the... whoever the hell they're going up against. So, we'll see. So, Jax is the proverbial women's big show right now. Because yeah. they're, they're 
nobody out there for her to really wrestle that's mm-hmm. in comparable stature. Yep. Other than Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, because we've seen Bianca's strength. Naomi would be a, a, a good matchup because she's got the speed and athleticism that Bianca doesn't have in a purest form. Bianca has the power, but if she had Naomi's uh, ups and everything else, oh my God, she would just be unstoppable. They would act, she could write her own ticket and go to any promotion she wants. I could see Tony Khan cutting a huge check for her just to, to get her when her contract is up. But, family, family. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you may get blessed with the push. And then after that, we got a couple more things to chit-chat with on our James Free version of the Sideline Junkies, Russell Maniacs. And James, if you're listening, you suck. What's going on, folks? Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies, and welcome to yet another installment of the push. Now, this episode is a episode I'm, I'm going to call the proud episode. Um, I'm proud to say this is the proud episode because I'm going to talk about a man, a man who started out as a singles competitor, then he formed probably one of the most successful tag teams in WWE history, but now with uh, injuries to two of his uh, partners, you know, he's forced to go at it alone. So this week, I would like to salute the Big E solo run. Um, I'm hope I'm hopeful that um, creative they do the right thing and give E Big E, excuse me, a solid solo run. Um, Kofi got it. Kofi ended up winning the championship. The way how he lost it was pathetic, but Kofi he made the most out of the situation. Um, Xavier Woods, um, he's more of the, he's, he's a talented wrestler in his own right, but he's more of the comic relief, the entertainment of the trio per se, but Big E, like we're talking about solid power, um, agile, even has a little quickness to his, uh, you know, his, his game. Um, I would really, really like to see him, you know, shine on his own, um, Wow, especially with Kofi being out for the rest of the year. And Xavier, we don't even know when he's going to return. Um, you know, just do do right with Big E. Um, I'm, I'm looking at another situation, and I'm close to officially saying they dropped the ball on that. That's the oldest situation. Like, you gave him the money to bank briefcase, but I've hardly seen him. Um, of course, we don't see his partner, but... I haven't really seen Otis. Uh, maybe they don't, they don't have anything for him. Um, but the Big E solo run is something that I'm looking forward to watching. Um, I like how he beat The Miz um, the other night. Um, I like to, I would like to see him possibly go through, uh, I guess, this new nation of domination. Not join him, but go through him. Um, I believe he has the power to beat Lashley, um, he can definitely beat Shelton Benjamin, and he can beat MVP's old ass as well. Um, and no disrespect on the old ass, but I'm we'll call it a spade a spade. And MVP's pretty old. Um, 
the yeah, Big E, like, you know, we we talk about a, a former NXT champion as well, a former Intercontinental champion. Um, not sure if they're going to put the the main belt on him. Um, that might be too, you know, lofty of a goal, but, you know, maybe a, a, a Intercontinental championship run. I can see that. I can see them him them building him up. Um, well, I would like to see him them build him up, and then he go against AJ Styles. Um, AJ Styles, he's somebody you know he's forced to be alone now that um, Gallows and and Anderson are no longer with the the company. Um, and I, I guess AJ Styles, he's with this. He you know takes on all commerce you know commerce type of uh, persona with his Intercontinental Championship. Um, let him, you know, let him drop it to Big E, you know. And I think Big E, he can do great things with it. Um, you know, he can make Kofi and Xavier proud. He can make a lot of us proud. Um, it would be great to see, you know, a, a, a champion of, of his stature, you know, represent. Um, of course, you know, not only for, you know, the people and the people being, you know, um, well, you know what I mean when I say the people, and that's no disrespect intended, but the, you know, just the people, the working class people, um, you know, I think Big E, man, he he, he deserves a, a, a shot, you know, definitely deserves a shot. It's, you know, we, we saying what they're doing, Naomi, um, happy to see her pick up a win, but we need to see more of that. Naomi deserves better. Um believe I touched on that uh, a week ago. So this week, yeah, you know, the it's all about the Big E solo run. I would like to see them take this and take that ball and really run with it. Um, so, you know, creative, if you're listening, do the right thing. This is Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies. Um, continue to social distance. Um, stay in if necessary. And if you do go out, hey, you know, just be safe, wear a mask. Shout out to the Don, shout out to KG, shout out to the Black Sumo. Everybody be safe. Peace. One. Like Nipsey Hussle. this thing like we never left. That's right. And guess what? James Punk behind still ain't here. So we get to talk about him a lot more tonight. So... Sit back, buckle up, and by the end of it, you'll be like, yeah, James is a mark. <laughs> so. I can hear you now. Contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. The contract didn't give him off today. So he, contract, he contractual, contractually still obligated to get this beat down verbally, just as if he was here live and in living color. But speaking of marking out, though, we had two more major appearances. One of them I was not expecting to have happen in AEW. The other one we kind of speculated and talked about over the past couple of weeks. So Matt Cardona came out and helped Cody Rhodes, which really wasn't really necessary, but did a, a quick little squash moment with the Dark Order as they was attacking Cody just out of nowhere for just because. So for those that don't know who Matt Cardona, Cardona is, that is the Long Island Ice Z, Zack Ryder in the WWE. Longtime friend of Cody. 
So now we have him at the same time, which is interesting timing, showing up as AEW is about to launch their wrestling uh, action figures in Walmart, which happened today, being Saturday, across the world with their ring, their replica toy belt, even though they don't have the real deals, because I'd have one. Um, so interesting timing, to say the least, uh, that he is showing up at the same time, because we all know that he's an avid collector of action figures and, and high-quality toys and collectibles. And now I would imagine on one of his podcasts coming soon, he'll be doing something special with the AEW action figure line version one and version two, which they all look really good. So when you saw uh, formerly known as Zach, what'd you think? Damn, he looked different. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, damn, he looks different. Yeah, they're touting him from Strong Island is, is going to be his uh, gimmick catchphrase now. Same finisher, but <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, very interesting. I was kind of got spoiled because of the damn internet, but just watching it happen, I just saw that he was there and, and the, the reports, but I didn't see how he came out. And then when I saw how he came out, I was like, oh, boy. And now he's in a match going up against the Dark Order with Cody next week, which gives Cody a break from having the TNT championship match next week. So that means that he can have a, a, a continual run as the champion as those two team up. Well, maybe, just maybe, that would mean that he's not going to get buried on the roster. Right. Does that also mean that the and the tradition of everybody that's Cody's friend but not brother is going to turn on him? That he's going to turn on Cody? Ooh. Or will he actually be a face? I mean, people like him better as a face, but just, just for that swerve effect, it'll turn. It may not be now, but it'll be soon. And then I can see, I can see Cody to the point where, you know, he's like, I'm alone. It's just me, my brother, and my wife. I don't need none of you. And then he just goes down the whole roster kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But uh, I think there's a, a few more signings to come on the AEW side of things now that that 90-day uh, non-complete clause is done. But you know what I truthfully expect? I expect WWE to start calling people back real quick. I can believe that. Now, the, the word on the street is that he is on a, a short-term contract. So I don't know how long yet. I haven't uh, been able to dig up if he's just on a, a one-year, a six months, or if it's a, a, a Brock Lesnar-type contract where he's just going to pop in and out and not work every single week type of thing. So we'll have to see exactly what that contract entails. But the way things are looking, if you go over to the other side of the street, you've burnt your bridge with Vince, to be honest with you. Because I don't foresee anybody but Chris Jericho being able to come back over to WWE and still get into the Hall of Fame. Um, if you don't put Gold Dust in the Hall of Fame in the next Not happen. year, you not happen. He as played much, the same character for 25 yep. years. As much as we would like to see it, 
It's not happening. Not not under Vince, Vince's watch unless he just gets old and senile and say, I don't really care what the hell you do, Triple H. Just go ahead and book the Hall of Fame. Just make sure it's sold out. But like we talked about before, Hall of Fame is starting to run out of people to put in it. When you start putting, when people have three Hall of Fame rings, we got a problem. When that's, that's enough Hall of Famers. Because you're being a jackass. You don't, oh, yeah. well, you, you went and found greener pastures here. Well, if I wasn't being used here, let me go right. somewhere else to use. Exactly. Or like for Cody, don't give me your blessing saying, okay, yeah, you could use the Rhodes name if you want. Yeah, you could do this. Yeah, you could do that. That's cool. You know, we're, we're cool. And then next thing you know, ratings is going, popping off and up. No. We're going to go ahead and, and uh, reapply for the trademark for the last name that your family has used for eternity and everything else. And we're going to block you. And if anybody goes over there, you're dead to us. Like, case in point, Vicky Guerrero. Uh-huh. You're not using her. She's not even under a, a true legends contract. So you have no clearly there was nothing revolving around. There's not they're not doing GMs. So there is no reason other than another evolution pay-per-view, which obviously we haven't had, for her to be in existence in the WWE television. So all she wanted to do was just she just showed up, just happened to be there, and now they're hating on her. She wasn't even signed. She was just there. But the the exception to the rule that I haven't seen them freaking out on is DDP. And I don't know if that's just because of DDP yoga or what. But DDP is now part of the Nightmare family. But DDP is still kind of cool with the WWE, for lack of a better term. Because I haven't seen Dallas talking about, yeah, WWE's like F you. So he's kind of like the only exception to the rule. Which I don't get. Maybe that's just a business contractual thing. You know, he's, he's got a, a business deal with WWE for DDP Yoga and 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 helping out at the Performance Center and stuff like that. So that's why he can bounce back and forth. I don't know. But I just think that's interesting that he's the only one that is not shunned. But going back to a, what we going to say? Now, maybe he's straddling. The, maybe he's one of the ones that's straddling both lines. I mean, well, he's trying on the line. He's on both sides of the fence. And nobody's really, because it's DDP. I mean, if Jericho wanted to do it, if Jericho wanted to be on Raw on Monday, and he decided to show up on Dynamite on Wednesday, I don't think anybody would give a damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, if, if, if he called Vince and said, hey, I just want to be there, Vince would be stupid to not let Chris Jericho show up and be on television. Don't let it be known. And pretty much acknowledge him, like have him pay for a ticket and geez, I'm getting back into it again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to build it up. I, I, see, this is how you know it's been close to two years because I didn't used to think like this. <laughs> I didn't used to think oh, yeah. like this. You're, you're, you're laying a foundation for Worlds Collide. You're laying a foundation. Again, it could be possible but it's just going to take uh, an act of God, Congress, Taliban, everything for that to happen. We talking like eight figures here. That, that's what we're talking. We're talking at least eight figures. Once it's all said and done, once you pay all the bills, I'm talking about sitting on eight figures. 
Yeah, but the 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 leverage problem, I guess, from a business standpoint, AEW currently has the leverage of saying, "Well, WWE, you got to bring stuff to the table for us because we're still crushing you in the numbers every Wednesday." And you can see, you say, "Okay, let's sit down, let's no, work this out." Vince will never do that. <laughs> That's like telling Ted Turner that he had the better wrestling business. That's not going to happen. But I will say this. If Dynamite aired on Friday, oh, SmackDown would have crushed it this week. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Now, NXT, which is why it's not on here, is nowhere close to the level this week of touching uh, where AEW was. They lost by 73 or 75,000 viewers. Yeah, it just wasn't strong at all. Even when we got to the main, it just, no, no. They've got to do something. We've talked about it. They're going to move NXT. No, NXT will have to stay there, but they're just going to have to, Vince is going to have to pull his hands out and let them run NXT like they used to. That's all. Let them run it like they used to. Because everybody now, NXT starting to get into the, remember the glory days? When you had the Charlotte, the Becky, the Sasha, uh, when you had Balor, when, you know, everybody else was down there and things was going crazy and you had the, the strong show and then you had TakeOver and then you had the show after TakeOver and everything was just white hot. Yeah. Guess whose hand wasn't any of that? Once upon a time. Vincent Kennedy. So he's got to get out and let them do what they do. So... The other big uh, appearance, which is the one that I wasn't expecting to truthfully be in AEW, I thought she would go back to WWE, was Ariane, or Arian, uh from the Funkadactyls. Yeah, that messed up our whole prediction. Yep. So that means that her and Naomi teaming isn't happening. Not at all. So we get no more Funkas on the roll. No more uh, Brodus, K- Brodus Clay dancing, whatever the hell he was dancing, or I whatever the hell that. you want to call it. I'm going to be honest with you. I miss that. I, you know I, I, I miss? miss Brodus Clay. I miss Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. That's, that's who I miss. If anybody was <laughs> the, 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 the best dancer, Ernest the Cat Miller. Mm-hmm. Do you know they say he stole that gimmick from Ernie Lay, right? Yeah. Hey. But they took it to the next level. Yeah, I'll give you that. But you know what? Funny story. I was at King's Dominion. And mm. what Paramount's what, King's what, Dominion or, or or pre or post Paramount? No, no, that was, it was Paramount's King's Dominion. I ain't never been to it, but I when it's named anything else. Well no, I mean before okay. that. You ain't going on a school trip to King's Dominion? Yes. Yeah, really, really young. Oh, yeah, so I forget, you know, you're, you're a little baby in this game. Yeah, pretty much. But a lot to you now, I think it was the Rebel Yell. I mm. got I, Rebel Yell was one of the roller coasters I had to get on because I had to get on backwards. I remember that. I got on backwards. And it was the first time I had did it as an older kid. I, I was like 18, 19 years old, and I did it. And I was like, wow, I don't remember being like this. And we got to the end. And I was in the first car, which was the first car going backwards. And I yelled out, somebody, 
Call my mama. Everybody down, die laughing. <laughs> Those are good uh, days. Yeah, once upon a time. Once you upon was, a time. When you was just uh, a young KG. Oh, shoot. Young. I'm, I'm still frisky, but God, dog, I was young, young, yeah. young. James was, what, three centuries old at that point? Something like wow. that. Something like call that. that centuries. Yeah, he's old. He is going to give you the absolute positive business. And he gets. He can't get mad at me because his first wheelchair was made out of stone. Wow! Like we carving it up right now, <laughs> with the big old <laughs> granite wheels, looking like the Flintstones <laughs> rolling around. Wow! One day he gonna have a flashback and call you Mister Slate. Watch. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Don't let Twinkle Toes take you bowling, man. I'm. I'm... <laughs> Not in on this, James. I'm just here, so I won't get signed. Contract, contract, <laughs> contract. That's what I'm, there you go. I'm here, so I won't get signed. No, oh, James, you know we miss you. There's nobody else that can get us a senior discount at Denny's. Wow. So you saying <laughs> James gets the early bird special? Yeah, we get that free ice cream from McDonald's. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say to you. I don't know. Probably just like we didn't know what to say as we was watching uh, MJS promo on AEW this week. Like that said, way. I hope so. So <laughs> it's it's a one-two punch. One, he drew the line between his ever ability to go to WWE uh, and him shooting and working that promo. But then on the opposite side of the coin, it's kind of tarnished a little bit because uh, from those that are Impact fans, they dug up an EC3 promo where EC3 was pushing for him to become champion in Impact. So people are drawing comparisons between the two. Now, I would say that this is probably one of the best MJF-esque promos that he's done. And I'm hoping that he actually wrote it himself instead of somebody else doing it for him. But when you watch the EC3 promo, you're like, yeah, that pretty much kind of is the same thing. You know? But then again, Jericho has also done stuff like that as well. So it's not like EC3 or Jericho has, you know, the, the rights on the state of this. Hell, DX did a state of the wrestling industry type of promo and all that other stuff. But MJF did draw the line in the sand. He threw some bombs out there and some big shots at WWE and, and some of the superstars. I still think it's interesting, though, that when they talk WWE or F, that there's always a brother in there. It's like we are kind of so far removed from Hulk Hogan being intertwined and WWE slash F as the, the, the figurehead. It's like, no, we should be jabbing at the rock. He did jab a little bit with uh, the Stone Cold reference for John Moxley but he's AEW so that was just a dig at John Moxley not the WWE but um, what did you think of the promo? Well yeah. <laughs> like you said why are you still digging at at, 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 at uh, 
as Hogan. There's no need to dig at Hogan. Hogan Hogan's golden there. And really and truly, you don't even dig at the uh at uh at attitude there. If you're gonna dig, dig at a uh, uh, ruthless aggression, the PG era. Well, the last major dig that we had in AEW was the first episode of Dynamite. Oh, the uh the smack and the triple H's uh throne. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that was the last, in my opinion, major dig. I'd say this is almost close to that. Blasphemous. I, we still, well, I know we talked about it, but I still think that could have been produced a lot better. And we should have really blew up the chair. Sorry. Like, it should have been huge for what you're trying to, trying to do. Especially since going forward from that every single week, the first thing you hear before Cody comes out is uh, wrestling has more than one royal family. I believe that's what he said. What, what, what's being said by Dustin. But I don't know. But MJF, like I said, I thought he did a, a phenomenal job with the promo. I think he's their top heel. Between the men and the women, he is the, the top heel. Now, he had to stay heel because he was inaccurate because we know who the biggest draw is in AEW. And that's from day one to right now, and that's Chris Jericho. He's a oh, second. I thought, I thought she was a road. You, you said I thought I was going to say who? Dustin Rhodes. What? That's a top draw? Uh, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic. You're starting to sound like James. No, I'm actually being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I know. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, the internet works quickly. I haven't seen anything from EC3 saying, hey, it's good to know that my promos still hold up or anything like that. Because uh, it was actually Impact that, that posted the promo saying, yeah, kind of looks familiar to us. Just saying. So. But that's also a good rub for Impact, so that way that name can get back out there and people can start talking about them. So uh, I guess it's a win all across the board. But, yeah, I'm quite sure it, it pissed off some top brass on the WWE side of things. So speaking of difference between what AEW is doing versus what the WWE is doing, we got word this week that there is going to be a deadly draw women's tag team cup tournament which is basically almost you know the the uh, lethal lottery type of thing from of old where you don't know who your partner is going to be two people going to pull matching numbers and that's who your tag partner is going to be for this uh women's tag team tournament i'm all for it think it's a phenomenal idea don't agree with it being a cup versus tag championships but i don't know if that's because they have no ability to make a women's tag belt because of all the COVID stuff. Cause we see the TNT championship isn't finished, even though I'm kind of getting used to the, the red rustic look. So I was like, well, I guess it's starting to grow on me, but I just wanted to put out there. Who's all the, the women that could be involved in it. So we know at least on uh, dynamite this past week that Ariane won her debut 
is going to be tagging with Nyla Rose, who's accompanied by uh, Vicky Guerrero. So is all the other women that are up for grabs or have the potential to be matched up? Abaddon, Allie, Anna Jay. I'm going to say it, even though it could be cool if she was to show up, but then again, it probably won't. Awesome Kong, Rhea Priestley, Big Swole, Brandy, Britt Baker. If she can make it over to the U.S., Emmy Sakura, Hikaru Rashida, who's the current champ, Leva Bates, Mel, Penelope Ford, Rio, if she could make it over, Sadie Gibbs, Shanna, and another one, uh, Yuka Sakazaki, if she could make it over. Unfortunately, Chris Statlander is out uh, with an injury. So out of anybody that would make perfect sense for me to put together, script-wise, with all the beef that's going on, just because it would be an interesting dynamic, would be Britt Baker and Big Swole. Those two involved in the tag team tournament as teammates has the potential to be equally as big as Cesaro teaming with Sheamus. I wouldn't mind seeing them actually win the thing. But, you know, that's that's still a good amount of women that are up for grabs. And we'll start to find out about all of the uh, the matchups and everything over the course of the next week and to see the bracketology and everything else. But I'm excited for the potential of this if it's curated and done right. What about you? The simple fact that you said bracketology. It, it, <sighs> oh, man, it, it made me happy because I, I, in 2020, we didn't hear nothing about bracketology, bubble watch, you know, things like that. Those are things oh, that sure. we need. Well, let me throw out the other word, analytics. There you go. That's a two for two oh. right there. <laughs> Bracketology and analytics. Oh, man. Next thing you know, you're going to be going to bed dreaming about March Madness and everything else. Well, I- I'll say one shining moment. I don't know. Speaking of which, do you think there's actually going to be any – are people really going to be invested enough to do fantasy leagues this year? Is that's it, a good question. Is it going to be a thing? Maybe that's something you guys could talk about because – with season shortening and everything else and all the who somebody could be there, could not be there. I mean, hell, even ESPN is still scrambling to talk about something. He's so happy that any type of sport is playing right now. It's like, you know, the, the sun has gone through and blasted rays through the clouds. And finally we have sports talk on a sports talk network. But um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting thought. It's like, do you even have the, the feel? And then after that, in the midst of that is, what about NCAA? <laughs> you know, what about the bowls? We might not even have a college football season. They've yeah. got a whole team that's quarantined because yeah. they all positive. What's Thanksgiving going to look like this year? If we get Thanksgiving NFL, with no football or are you going to show past games? You know, that's well, some... How we can't even have the Macy's. Well, actually, we could do the, the, the parades. But then again, how do you manage social distancing uh, for the, the, the street? Hell, how are you going to drop the ball in New York? Well, yeah. Now, guess, 
which which idea for Thanksgiving showing past games. Yeah. Um, I would love for them to show on twenty four hour repeat, twenty twelve Redskins versus Cowboys Thanksgiving game. And why that one? Outside because, of the fact that you're a Redskins fan. Because that game uh, was one of the best Thanksgiving games. I'm, I'm being a Redskins fan pretty much all of your life and watching Redskins Cowboys, one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Uh, and the Redskins barely winning on Thanksgiving. But now they come out in 2012 and they come out firing on all cylinders. And they punished the Cowboys. Like, literally, they took their foot off the gas, but they punished the Cowboys. I'll never forget that. Never. One of the greatest Thanksgivings that I've ever had. And my greatest Thanksgivings are 99, 2006, and 2012. Those are the three greatest Thanksgivings I have ever had. And that's just the top three. Now, if I, we go into my top five, last year was good. And two years ago, when my wife cooked, okay. she cooked everything. But those, those are my top five Thanksgivings of all time. And I really, I don't care for the holidays too much. But that right there, wow. Just uh, greatest Thanksgiving game ever. But... Okay. Uh, NFL.com and the fantasy networks are trying to get everybody in to have a fantasy season, but so many players are opting out for medical reasons, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Fantasy is fantasy, but your health is more important. Right. But if you're not yeah. playing, that takes you know somebody that can make a difference in it, right. especially the ones that are going to have the payouts. So... It's going to be interesting to see. We know Vegas, now that it's back in some kind of swing, there's always going to be odds and stuff like that. So Vegas is going to be, in my opinion, untouched because people are going to bet on games. But I'm just talking about just a general feel because as we start leading into those things, bringing it back to what we're talking about and the purpose of the show, that's going to lead into the hype up. And we could be all COVID crazy. But once we start getting into the Royal Rumble season, that's where we really need to start being on all cylinders and knock on wood back on track of some kind in an arena, social distance of some kind, or in a baseball field that you can social distance a crowd of some kind, kind of like we saw in, in certain states with graduations. You know, people may have to be six rows apart. You're not going to be touting. We've got a, a capacity crowd of 83,000 or may only be 32 nicely spaced all throughout or families and groups of four, but they're the only ones on the row and you're working things out and you have a signed concourse, concourses to go to to get your, your snacks or whatever it is, or hell, and maybe served. Who knows? However that works out. Maybe a bag lunch. I wouldn't care. You give me a bag lunch and say, here's your WrestleMania ticket. I'm good. Yeah, I'll eat me my cheese sandwich and drink my juice, and I'll be happy because I'll be at WrestleMania. But by Royal Rumble time, we will know at that point if WrestleMania is going to be what it needs to be. Because if it's not, 
where AEW is right now in Daly's place, they are still potentially poised with the feel, especially knowing that it was reported this week that the crowd isn't being directed. They're just interacting. They're just being fans and reacting as people instead of reacting as boos and and other things at certain times because of the segment or the production. So AEW, if WWE is not going to have a major WrestleMania, can slot up with a well-placed pay-per-view and the right booking to overtake WWE for the first time during WrestleMania season. But if Vince can get into some type of stadium or arena and social distance, then we can still be back on track. Because we still have a daggone Hall of Fame to do from last year. And I think, was that pushed off to October? Yeah. So I still would like to hear some, some stories from Batista and the rest of the crew. So I don't know. I know we went off on a little bit of a, a tangent in the left field, which, you know, when it's just you and I, we can do that. When James is with us, you know, we, we can't take him. Because, you know, he got to stop and pee all the time. So every time we're trying to go in a different direction that, you know, goes way off into the distance, he got to go. We got to take a potty break, let him out. And then, you know, he got to change his, his diaper and then come back, get in the car. You know, see how easily we just rode off and came back? That's hey, all, I hear, all I hear right now is, damn. <laughs> James, we love you. Last week. So... I don't know, man. We got some interesting things like we talked about that. Uh, the deadly the deadly draw is going to be interesting, and I think that's going to help put AEW in the right direction because we talked about their need for something strong for the women, a tag division for the women. So this could be the precursor still. So they're moving in the right direction. SmackDown, if they keep the same feel, can do some phenomenal things over the next couple weeks. I'm really invested to see what's going to happen with this Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville thing because I thought they ended it, but now they're going back to it. They've escalated it to a whole other level of persona changing, basically. So we've got to see how this payout's going to go. Um, Seth Rollins, eh, you know, is Seth. <laughs> we still got to see what's going to happen with this Dominic thing. Um, because they are calling him Dominic Mysterio, which was something interesting. So I wonder if that's a way to slide in for him. It'd be kind of backwards for him to be showing his face to put on a mask, but I don't think it would be disrespectful to the Lucha community because of the lineage of the Mysterio brand, I guess, for lack of a better term. So if he's to become Mysterio, and to finally be able to do moves and do things from a weight class and height perspective that Ray couldn't do, man, that, that's a huge deal. So seeing what's going to happen with Dominic in that aspect is going to be pretty interesting as well. And then Ray still could be his manager. You know, you, you've got that opportunity. You still got Sheamus and, and Jeff Hardy uh, out there. They still didn't explain if, Jeff has superpowers now since he kind of tapped into uh, whatever it was. And I don't know. I'm still perplexed by that whole thing. I don't know. What were you going to say? 
I'm 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 kind of I gotta channel my inner James here because I think you want Ray to kind of sort of ride off into the sunset. Ray can still go. He just doesn't have anybody outside of Shorty G to cruiserweight, so or the Lucha House Party, um, Daniel Bryan. That's still some good matches. Like Ray Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan would would be the equivalent, or Ray Mysterio versus uh, AJ Styles. If you go do a last match, <coughs> one of those two guys would be have to be his last ride, since Eddie Guerrero is no longer with us. And unfortunately, we can't do him versus on. Well, actually, we could do him versus Andrade, but I want him to be with somebody a little bit shorter in stature. Well, yeah. Seth Rollins, I don't think they would have a match worthy of Rey Mysterio retiring from a cruiserweight level, considering the body of work. And you, when you talk about Rey Mysterio, one of the ones you always go back to is Halloween Havoc of him versus Eddie Guerrero, and they were just told to go out there and do it. And, my God, still match of every night. I will put that match up against everything I see currently, and it would destroy it. Because I thought uh, Eddie Guerrero killed Rey Mysterio a couple times with those power bombs off the daggone ladder. I just, I wish Jim Ross was calling it, because I was like, man, I know he killed him. Had to have killed him. How about this? This is just, just thought, just spitballing here. How about Ray versus uh, AJ? Yeah, like I said, either AJ or Daniel Bryan. Nah, you got to get him and AJ be vicious together. Yeah, they would. But Daniel Bryan will be a, a different style. But Daniel can go. And Daniel can tell a great story. And Ray can tell a great story. And they can both get their spots off. It will be a, a great match. Either way. And, and for Ray, and it'd be fresh because we've seen Ray versus AJ, I know. And that would keep some of the heat off. Like, well, so is AJ doing everybody's final match now? Is he just that guy? So that would kind of almost make him a legend killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, those are some of the uh, the questions that you see we think about. And our infinite wisdom without James. So <laughs> next week, we potentially could have James. If not, it will be the James is not with us party. And we will have balloons and streamers. Um, but well, actually, we should have James Appreciation Day. We could have fruitcake. And what else would James like? Uh, Activia. And... Um, I mean, I mean, let me know what else. I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, not coming up with things that you know. A walker, nope. uh, what a motorized scooter. What, what do you think? A hover round? Nope. What's that? I'm, I'm not going down that road. Because you, you got to remember when he says contract, I have to honor said contract. Well, I mean, old people can read. That's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you, you, <laughs> you gave him the old people's contract. I don't know. Was that uh oh Ben Gay? Um you know, Glucerna. Glucerna. Wow. Yeah. 
one of those medicines that you know supposed to cure one thing for old people but give you cancer and the the disclaimers you know if you uh suffered from cancer or a life-threatening disease call your doctor immediately you know one of those medicines you know we it could be sponsored by all that stuff man that'd be exciting you know how much sponsorship we could get for james appreciation day uh. you could roll that over to uh uh, some of the the other weekly shows. I mean, it'd be awesome, man. I'm excited. But if he shows up next week, then unfortunately, it will not be James Appreciation Day because you can't appreciate James while he's there. That that doesn't feel right. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, he's gonna be mad with you when he hear this. Ain't gonna be mad at me because I ain't had no parts in it. I'm just sitting here listening. I'm I just saying. I'm just saying what you said off air. So that way, so that way he knows. Because that's not me. I'm just saying that was your idea. I'm just going to go and put it out there. Because you scared. So while we putting stuff out there, go ahead and tell the people where they can hear us at. I know you're not scared to say that. Not at all. (laughs) Because 16 platforms to hear sideline junkies. That's Side, I, I have to clarify sideline jump, no duh. Because if you get the, you get the other sideline jump that are across the pond who do a very great show also here on Anchor. Um, I know, man, they're trying to pull uh, Lady Antebellum on us and take our name. <laughs> we, we, we've been around for going on three years. WrestleManiacs coming up on two years. So, and they're coming up on what, six months? Uh, I think it's three. Did y'all, not did y'all message them yet and say, hey, how y'all doing? You know, we are the sideline junkies. I'm just following. I listen to their podcast. I mean, they do a really good job. And what are they talking about? Football? Uh, so, they, they, they did soccer, hockey. Uh, not hockey. They did soccer and golf the first show that I listened to. So, I mean, they, they do a good job. Well, reach out. You should reach out. Since you're following, tell them, hey, man, we could be crossovers. We do a crossover special. I thought about that. I thought about reaching out and saying, hey, we all sit down, and then you have it's basically the attack of the sideline junk, and we just give it to you raw and uncut. You know? Just sitting there talking to those guys. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been here for three years on Anchor uh, doing our thing, and we see that you guys are out there, and you know, if you ever wanted to collaborate on the show, It'll be uh, pretty awesome. The OGs versus the the young whippersnappers from uh, across the way. <laughs> Maybe we can get the Queen Mum on a show or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. so you can check us out on Anchor, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Google Play still, still have that um, YouTube, Instagram Facebook Sideline Junkies all one word on on Instagram and Twitter uh, Sideline Junkies colon podcast on uh, 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 Facebook so, speaking of Facebook I posted something on Facebook tagged you in it uh, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo. No, I didn't even have to respond to that. 
it's one of, yeah. Okay. It's one of. Now, the only other person that matches that would be, you know, take your pick, Ric Flair promo. I'd say if I had to pick one with the most energy and inflection is when he was cutting a promo on Eric Bischoff in Baltimore, and he just started taking his clothes off, throwing his, his shoes into the crowd, his Rolex, everything else. By the end of it, he had no pants. By the time we came back from commercial break of Nitro, and the crowd was going nuts, I'd say that's probably the closest one. But or, or one that, that would be equal of that level. That that Dusty's hard time promo when he say, "Reach out, touch my hand." That that right there, I I always lose it right there. That's that's vintage Dusty. That's the Dusty that I grew up with. Because that, that's that's the clinic. That's what they talk about all the time. You should be right. in your promo bringing the person in, not just the person in front of you or the, the, the crowd in front of you, but the millions watching. But Dusty made you feel like you knew him personally. Mm-hmm. Dusty, Dusty made you feel like family, and you felt like Dusty was family. That's why you always pulled for Dusty. I don't know anybody, anybody that didn't like Dusty. Yeah. Same thing with uh, like uh, Ricky Steamboat. True. But yeah, I, don't I agree. That, like I was like, maybe I'll watch it again, but you don't have to. When you've seen it as many times as I'm quite sure we both seen that Hard Times promo, you don't even have to watch it. You just know. Yeah. But that's why I said possibly one of the greatest promos ever. Uh, I, I, I got a couple of flair. If I had to if I had to pick a top five, it, it'll be the Dusty Hard Times promo. Of course, uh, two Ric Flair's. I got a couple. I probably got one or two Rock that I could throw in there. Uh, uh, uh. You got to throw Macho Man in there. And then you got to throw Jake the Snake. Was well, so many. And then uh, uh, Roddy <laughs> Piper has had some, some epic ones. If I got to throw Macho Man in there. I got to throw a cup of coffee in it. That is my favorite macho promo. Cup of coffee, yeah. Cup of coffee. And he had an actual coffee cup. Oh, man. Then when he was like, whoa, freak out, man, and took off, absolutely love it. hmm And from what I hear, I heard he was like, that was actually him. Oh, yeah. With macho, what you saw is what you got. Yeah. But then also, speaking of Ultimate Warrior's head, so I wonder what the hell he was talking about once he starts <laughs> going to the, the mothership and and all the other stuff and then the creatures. And, and then you got to throw Bray Wyatt in there. Uh, he's had some some epic ones. And, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Then you, know, you can't forget about, you know, Stone Cold and Austin 316. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shoot. Paul Heyman, period. <laughs> Undertaker has had some epic ones, obviously. Uh, I mean, it's the list goes on and on for, for epic orators and promo cutters. And speaking of Bray Wyatt, I, I still haven't broke my uh, my lantern out yet. I still haven't used it. So but, I, I said I was going to make a video and cut a promo. But uh, as long as you say run at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I, I just haven't got my material down, but I, I really want to do that 
put that out there. Okay. Well, we're not going to bore y'all with uh, KG being able to have a Bray Wyatt lantern and no wrestling belt in the house. Because I know that's what y'all thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, how is that possible? So. It all depends on what you consider a wrestling belt. Oh, you know what I consider a wrestling belt. If it's not, you know, over uh, $249 in cost, it's not a wrestling belt. Mm. Okay. I guess it's not a wrestling belt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if it is made out of cardboard <laughs> with some aluminum foil <laughs> wrapped over it, that will qualify. Because mm. I'm quite sure it's been defended, bled on, rained on, stomped on, cried on, and everything else. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the OG cardboard belt that you got to beat for for cutting up that box. Uh, um, yeah. Yep. That'll count. Well, I'm going to make one now. But before I do that, I have to say this. Even though we're recording this on Saturday, when this will be heard, it'll be Sunday. So I'd like to say happy 12th birthday to my youngest son, Xavier. Uh, don't even seem like it's been 12 years. But uh, this kid, man, this kid, geez, we didn't have so many fun times. We still have fun times. I, the way I taught him how to walk, I taught him how to walk on the back of the sofa and to jump off and land a, a macho man elbow. That's how I taught all my kids how to walk. So I'm, I'm happy to say that. So happy birthday to him. X going to give it to you. Favorite DMX song. So. Just wanted to let that be. That's right. Teach them up right. Power bombs and RVD elbows and everything else. Yep. Oh, he got a hell of a frog splash. And maybe a choke out. <laughs> well. Good show, man. Yeah. I guess we better mosey on out of here. Because yeah. we're going to when James come back. Yeah, we miss you, James, man. We hope everything is good on your special assignment. When you come back, we're going to have open arms for you. Trundy. So, for KG, I am the People's Choice. We will talk to you next week, and we'll see if it's a two-man or a three-man extravaganza or James Appreciation Night. Peace. Holla.